Hello, this is Kashara Johnson, and you are listening to Undiscovered Worth, the podcast, a podcast where I have open and honest conversations with a variety of people about their lives and the things and events that bring meaning and depth to them. My hope for you is that this space provides you inspiration and the encouragement to curiously dive a little deeper into that which creates more connection and growth in your own life. I'm really happy that you're here, and I hope that you enjoy. Thank you. Hello. So I am so excited about this episode that I really just want to jump right in. This conversation is with Chanel Hope. Um, We actually are from the same hometown. And in fact, we went to the same high school. It's really interesting because um, it's not really actually that interesting. I, I actually, we actually, I think we knew of each other, but we never really actually talked or were friends or anything. Um, but I feel like it's kind of one of the situations where um, you graduate and you're like fr- Facebook friends with people and like start following them on Instagram. And then you look, look up and it's like 10 years later. <laughs> so I reached out to her at the top of the year to ask her if she'd be interested in sitting down for a conversation with me about making peace. And so I was so excited that she said yes. And really kind of, I don't know, I kind of felt a little bit like, I don't know if it's insecure. I don't think it's insecure, but kind of nervous um, just because I kind of felt like like, I just think Chanel is so cool. She does content creation and I just always thought she was so beautiful. And so it's kind of like a little bit like stepping back and kind of remembering how like I felt, <laughs> how I felt like in high school. Um, I kind of felt like she's like one of the cool people. Um, so all that to say, I was very excited to meet with her and to have this conversation Um, The topic was on making peace, and this is one of those episodes where we kind of touched on different things, like the first half of this episode. We don't even talk about specifically making peace. Um, We talk about like social media and and burnout and things like that. Um, And I think that that's still so relevant to this concept of making peace. What does it look like to create for ourselves and create for the joy of it and um, to kind of let go of these uh, this need for validation. Um, we also talk about making peace with family. We also talk about forgiveness. Um, yeah, so we talk about a lot of things. And I'm so excited for you to listen in on this conversation. Um, as always, if you like this um, podcast, please be sure to rate and subscribe and share with your friends. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, take care. If you were to describe yourself and what you do, how would you introduce yourself? Um, let's see. So my name is Chanel. Um, I feel like I have to always say this because people don't know me. So I am a twin. Um, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Um, I moved to Dallas in 2017 for a job. Um, so I work in healthcare. Um, like insurance claims. So I've literally been doing that since I moved to Dallas. Um, I also love photography. Um, I've been doing that officially, um, doing that officially since 2015. Uh, Before then, I would just shoot my sister, shoot my best friend, um, because they are bloggers. Um, So I've just been shooting them for many years before that. Um, But 
I would say photography is what I want to do full time. Um, I love the art behind it. I love being able to capture moments. Um, I love being able to capture people in a way that they don't see themselves. And I feel like that's what I truly love about photography. Um, personality wise, very introverted. Unless I know you, then I get very extroverted. Um, just depends. Um, but I'd like to think that I am like a nice spirit to be around. Um, I feel like I can talk to anybody um, unless I get like, and I'm more reserved. Like I can still talk, but I'm more reserved. Um, I feel like I have like this, like, I don't, I don't even want to say like outgoing personality. Like I'm not very like flamboyant. Like I'm not, I don't love being the center of attention but like I just love making people feel comfortable um and I think that's what I miss the most like we were saying earlier um with COVID like I feel like I have just been misconnecting peace and I feel like maybe that's just the missing piece like I love connecting with people I I truly do love people but I feel like COVID has made me the opposite and I feel like I need to get back to like who I am at the root. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely identify with that. I feel like there's like a gap between who I perceived myself to be before. Cause I'm a very extroverted, outgoing person. Like I can network like none other. Like I'm always, I always felt super connected. And so I feel like since COVID I've, gotten really used to being alone and kind of liking it but now that things are kind of opening back up it's like okay like two I guess now going on three years has really changed me like what does that what does that mean when I go out into the world again (laughs) yes literally I have this conversation I feel like I have it at least once a week but it's like like I said like I'm introverted but like it feels like it's too much and I feel like I have enjoyed being by myself and I feel like we're not, we're not meant to be by ourselves. So it's like a constant, um, it's like a bad habit I'm trying to break. Like I need to be around people. So it's just been a very interesting journey and it's crazy to think that it's almost what, three years since COVID started. Mm -hmm. How have you, Mm -hmm. how have you stayed connected? Like, while being isolated that's hard um I feel like I was doing a good job at the beginning I would reach out um and try to be more intentional like I'm not really a phone conversation type of person um but I tried doing that so I would just try to reach out to everybody try to talk to people as much as I could because I know when I get isolated like I get in my head um but I don't, I don't know what changed. Like, I think I got too comfortable being by myself. Like I got a dog. Um, I feel like I was, I like to call it depression, but like the symptoms of depression, like I just started going through the motions. Like I just, it was very lethargic. Like I just didn't, I just wasn't excited. Mm. Um, so then I started being, um, well, I went to a doctor, of course they put me on medications and that, was a journey in itself. So I was just like, you know, I was like, I don't think I need these medications. I think I'm just missing the connecting aspect. So 
now with everything like opened up, I do my best to try and just get out of the house. Like if anything, I just need to get out of the house. I need to just meet up with people. I need to FaceTime. Like I just need to do something because I don't want to get back into the state where I'm just like, I just want to be by myself. I feel like I have to be back on medications. Like I just don't want to do that. So it's definitely a journey because um, every day looks different, but I feel like I just have to be more intentional about, about it. Mm. Um, would you say that, cause I've seen like on social media, you've like really worked to like create more content. Is that, um, mm-hmm. I guess has that helped you a lot? Yes, very much. So I think, um, I don't know. It's like the creative aspect behind it. Like, I feel like it really fuels me. Like I'm the type of person who, I don't know, like I get random ideas throughout the day and I write it down. And then especially my sister, she was with me for like a month and a half and she has the same mindset as me. Like we're both in the creative space. So for me, um, it's an outlet to me. Like I love it. Um, I know that, I don't know, like, I feel like creatives, like they just have like this different mind and it's like, you get so many ideas and like, it feels like, it makes me truly happy. It's very time consuming and like to execute it, have the idea and all that stuff. And with social media, like, it's just a lot more research that you have to do, but I love it. I mean, it's, but like, I love it. Like, if I could do that always, I feel like it would just be like a better place for me. Mm-hmm. I honestly respect anyone who's like a content creator specifically on like social media, because I, I am so competitive <laughs> that in my mind, I'm like, it's like, at first it'll be about being it, it just being fun to share. And then it turns into like, numbers and oh that person's really like creating something really special there and then I'm like well I'm not really creating something special am I like so how do you I'm I am very curious how other people combat that because that's something I'll literally go months of just like being off social media just to like feel like I like cleanse my own like mind about it and not feel like every time I go on there it's like to compare myself to what people are doing Yep. And that's literally what my, like, when I take breaks from social media, that's literally what I'm doing because I feel myself getting in this space where like I'm comparing myself or like, I feel like what I'm putting out is not good enough. And I feel like those breaks are absolutely needed. Like I used to feel guilty for it. Cause I feel like, especially like someone who is a content creator, especially someone who like makes money off of it. Like, I feel like you can't do that, but it's just like, it can get so draining So I feel like when I get in that space and I start comparing myself and like thinking about all the time and effort that I put into what I just did means nothing. I'm just like, okay, you need to reevaluate like why you're doing it. So like when I'm taking my breaks, I'm just like, you really enjoy doing what you just created. Like you really love that. And like, it really shouldn't be all about the numbers. It shouldn't be about the views, the likes, um, of course it's important like from like a business standpoint but like if you enjoyed creating it like if you put all this time and effort into doing it and you loved it at the end of the day that should be enough and I feel like social media does a great job of 
looking at like you see everybody's highlight reels and I feel like people are starting to turn it to where like they are starting to be more vulnerable like they are starting to show parts of themselves that like isn't highlight worthy so to speak but like I don't know like social media is just it's a different ball game like you really have to be in the right mindset when you're scrolling or when you're on it because like you can get trapped very easily yeah I've I've started um actually turned off the likes like on my own posts and I'm working to try to figure out if it's possible to turn off the like count for other posts that I see because it used to be Uh on my end I don't know maybe it was just I know they were like testing out on different accounts but for a while I couldn't see other people's numbers yeah and so I'm like I think what I usually do is I'll turn off the like counts if I post anything and then I'll walk away like I usually post at night so that I walk away from it and like go Mm -hmm. to sleep or something like that but yeah I'm always very intrigued with how people like stay grounded and I guess present when they're creating that type of content like any type of content for social media so yeah it's it's hard I feel like you really you just really have to know yourself at the end of the day like you really have to like stick to your core like stick to your values stick to like why are you doing it um because it is so easy like literally like five minutes in on social media and you're literally comparing yourself already so it's like you really have to stay grounded in who you are mm-hmm. and why you do what you do or they'll just trap you <laughs> yeah so I'm actually kind of curious how how do you stay grounded in who you are like how do you like how have you determined what your values are and and things like that I feel like I'm asking because I feel like the pandemic kind of made me like forced me to sit and really consider like, who am I when I'm not going out? Who am I when I'm not around friends? Like, who am I when I'm wearing a mask? And like, why do I feel like so much more confident when I'm wearing a mask and not wearing makeup than and then going back out into the world without a mask? I feel like I have to cover like things like, you know what I mean? Like, how have you how have you stayed grounded and and really come to terms with your values and all of that I feel like that's the journey like within the past year um and my boyfriend he helps me a lot because I feel like he asked me questions that I wouldn't ask myself but at one point in time I used to do it and it was before the pandemic so I it's literally been an ongoing journey um I feel like my relationship with God like it gets rocky Um, So I'm really trying to focus on getting right with God again. I'm just making sure that I'm staying aligned um, because I feel like there's a lot of things that I try to do on my own or a path that looks good to me. But I'm just like, did I really include God in it? So just making sure I'm staying connected to God and then also just connected with the right people. Um, Because I think I'm starting to realize like the people that I hung around don't necessarily line up with either what I want to do or like things that I like. Like, for instance, like let's say I have a friend. She loves going out, like loves going to the bars. I don't, I don't, but I always go because I'm just like, okay, I'm at the house. I don't want her to think that I'm just flaking. And like, I thoroughly like I there was an incident where I just finally realized like I don't I just don't enjoy going out like it's nothing against you at all but I'm just like 
I've just finally realized I don't enjoy going out. I don't like super loud places. I don't like crowds. Like I like going to a coffee shop. It's small. It's intimate. Like I like to be out during the day. Like these are things that I'm finally like, I knew this all along, but like I would push it to the side. Cause I feel like, I guess I was just trying to please other people. Um, so that has been a journey in itself. And I don't know, like just trying to be more, present because I'm the type of person I don't love to sit for a long period of time at all. If I can do anything to avoid it, I will do it. Um, so I feel like, especially with this past year, um, sitting is what we've been doing for so long. And I'm just like, okay, let me stop running from it. Let me just try to do like more exercises to where I do have to sit. So like I'll do stretching, like I'm trying to read more, Um, I'm trying to get into meditation. That's been difficult because like I said, I can't sit for long periods of time. Um, but I'm just trying to do more things that require me to actually like sit and focus, um, just so that I can stay grounded. And I feel like just with those little shifts, I've noticed a big difference. Like, I feel like I'm asking more questions about myself. Like, I'm like, okay, like you're avoiding that responsibility because, you like to procrastinate well why do you like to procrastinate like I just go down this rabbit hole and I'm just like it's just crazy I was like I really have been like avoiding myself this whole time Mm. so it's been very interesting to like see myself for who I am within this past year I honestly I think that I think it's so easy for all especially when we're in our 20s and with social media and with just media in general to like think that we're supposed to be somewhere like farther ahead. But I've realized that people go a whole lifetime, a whole lifetime avoiding themselves. So the fact that we're doing this in our twenties is really, is really commendable. I, I literally have been in, I've been going to therapy consistently since 2019 and I, I tell my therapist, I'm like, if I hadn't started going in 2019, and I tell my friends this too, if I didn't start going in 2019, I don't even know what I would have done in 2020 or, you know, because I expected the pandemic to only last like a year. So Same. the fact that it's lasted going into three, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done. And I think it's just so important to, like you said, come to terms with like, understand that the ways you've been avoiding yourself and why like why do we avoid ourselves you know so yeah and I I love that therapy therapy has helped me a lot like I'm not as consistent with therapy but when I was being consistent with therapy like because I feel like I go down a rabbit hole of like I don't know, like of negative questions to myself. And like, it's nice to have someone on the outside, like to revert me like back back to myself, like put like a positive spin to it. And I'm just like, that was so like, that was so simple what you did. I don't know why I didn't do that, but like, I love therapy and I love that people are talking about it more. Cause I'm just like, I feel like even in high school, I don't think people were talking about it. So I'm just like, I love the fact that like, Everyone is going to, well, not everyone, but I feel like I love the fact that like everybody is showing that they're going to therapy and they're not, they don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, my mom is always, I mean, 
for years, she went to therapy. So I would go with her to her sessions and like sit outside. And I remember like, even in high school kind of being like, oh man, like, is my mom crazy or, or (laughs) is this something to be embarrassed about? But now I'm like, no, like she was actually kind of, she was kind of ahead. Like this is 10, I mean, like I said, like 15 years ago, like she's been going and I am also really happy that more people are talking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this series that I'm doing, it's about making peace. Um, all the ways that we make peace with ourselves or have made peace with ourselves or with others, um, whether farther in the past or recently. So my question to you is what is something or someone or some way that you've made peace, whether recently or in the past? Um, great question. I feel like that is an everyday thing. Um, because I feel like I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't grow up in a bad household, but there are just some things that like looking back, I'm just like, I really wish that didn't happen. Or I really wish you didn't do that. Um, so I feel like the hardest relationship I would say is the relationship that I have with her mom. Cause I feel like now as an adult, like I can see how much that affects everything that I do or have done. Um, so that's actually an ongoing thing, um, especially in therapy. We talk about that a lot. Um, but I think I just have to realize and actually being here in Mobile, which is funny, I'm realizing that like we're all humans and we make mistakes and we do the best that we can. So I feel like that is the biggest one. Um, and then also during the pandemic, I was in a very toxic relationship and I got out of it and that's another thing that I feel like I have to forgive him for. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I put this blame on other people, but then I also don't look at myself. Like, um, did I play a role in what happened or like, is there something that I did? And I'm not just blaming other people and thinking like I did nothing. Um, so that's definitely another one. Um, And I would say forgiving myself, like, I don't know, like, it's crazy because I'm just like, I feel like I have like this victim mentality, like, woe is me, like you did X, Y, Z to me. And I feel like I didn't look at myself. I didn't um, look at the role I played, but also like I, with the victim mentality, I feel like I didn't realize like everything that. I did wrong to like not even to other people but just like to myself Mm. like why are you so negative to yourself like why why do you have this victim mentality like you're a great person so it's just like you keep taking on all these different voices or all these different things that happen to you and it's like you know that that's not you so that's been a journey but those are definitely like top three right now Mm. Um, what does that, what does that look like to forgive? Like, what is that process like, or has been like, um, it's so hard. Um, it's so hard because I literally, I have to, I, and it shouldn't, I feel like it shouldn't be hard because I feel like I have to literally push myself 
to forgive. And I have to literally tell myself every day, like I forgive you for X, Y, Z. Um, and I, and it, I don't love to replay it every day. Um, but I feel like I kind of have to like replay it, so to speak in a way to where I'm just like, okay, like I've made amends with it. Like I'm okay with what happened. Like it's in the past. Like I shouldn't be holding on to it. Um, but it's very difficult. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, I feel like with therapy, I think that's what helped me a lot, like navigating through it because I was trying to navigate it by myself and it was very difficult. Like I went through like this very deep, I just call it like this negative deep hole. Like I just, it just wasn't good. So I feel like I, I don't remember the verse, but you know how it was like, God had to give like 70 times seven times or something like that like I feel like I think about that and I'm just like okay if you had to do it I should do it too so I literally have to wake up every day and I'm just like I forgive xyz and I have to like I just have to put some affirmations or something behind it because like I feel like I feel so icky behind it and I'm just like okay like you're a strong person for what you went through like like, you're smart for understanding xyz like and then I kind of have to go about my day, but I, I have to make it the first thing that I do because if I don't like throughout the day, I feel like there's like these negative emotions that like come in that I wasn't necessarily meant to hold on to, but then like, I don't know where they came from. So when I recognize it at the beginning of the day, I'm just like, okay, so any like triggering moment, especially with work, like anything that could be triggering, I'm just like, okay, I know where that's coming from. Just take a breather recognize it and just like look at everything for what it is right now Mm. um what do you think is the hardest part of forgiveness um and I ask because for me I struggle with the anger of the way I think things should have been and like I know some people struggle with like um the fact that it happened but I I think of it more of like I'm frustrated with the way that things should have been and so I can't accept that it happened (laughs) if that makes sense yeah I think I'm both um (laughs) because I'm I'm angry at the fact that it happened but I'm just like why it could have I feel like it could have went so many other different ways or like I feel like here I go trying to control things again but like I feel like I could have controlled the scenario or I could have controlled the story so I think that's the hardest part because I feel like I get so angry and I'm not an angry person. And I'm just like, it's just hard. It's easier now, especially because I think I wasn't talking about it a lot. So I feel like it's easier now just kind of talking about it and then talking about it to the right people, just getting different perspectives. Um, But it's definitely, it's still an ongoing thing for me. Like it's not as angry um, cause I understand it, but it's just like, if it could have went a different way, what would my life look like right now? Mm. But then I'm just like, I mean, my life is not terrible. So I'm just like, imagine if things would have been different. I have no idea what my life would have looked like. I have no idea what the experience is. Like, I just have no idea It'd be completely different. So I have to remind myself that like everything literally happened for a reason. Like it shaped you for who you are right now. And I feel like I have to hold on to that because if I don't, 
I'm just going to be angry. I'm just going to walk around like taking my frustrations out on everybody. And it's not, it's not a pretty sight. So I I don't love it, but yeah, that's what I have to hold on to. Mm. How has your relationship with your mom been, I guess, kind of, impacted through the work that you've kind of been uncovering in therapy. I feel like there's a lot of us who now that we're going to therapy and coming to awareness of the ways that things in our childhood impacted us, I feel like there's kind of there needs to be a space of of forgiveness and and even just being like open and honest with our parents about the ways that they and not necessarily like with a hope like with it's like with a knowledge that they can't go back and change anything. But to explain it so that they are aware of the way in which their 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 actions impacted them and like moving forward with what the relationship is what like what you want it to look like, you know, so I'd be curious. I'm curious to know, like, with you going to therapy and kind of working through things like what does your relationship look with your mom look like now? And like, what do you want that to look like moving forward? Um, you can let me know if that's too deep of a question. It's not. <laughs> it's still an ongoing thing. I feel like because I feel like I was wrong. Like, I feel like I just need to get it off my chest and let you know how I feel. And my therapist has let me know that, like, do you really think that that's going to give you the outcome that you want? And I'm just like, no, it's not. And she's just like, okay. So we went through, I don't know if everybody does it, but we went through this process of like writing the letter out, like getting everything out on paper. Um, and just like getting everything out, like any frustrations, anything that happened, like you're just getting it out. So like, it's kind of like a release. Um, but a part of me, I'm just like, but I feel like you should know. I'm like, we're all adults. Like I, like you should be able to handle it and she's just like okay well if you did that do you think that you would be able to handle it and like do you think that it's going to be like a peaceful conversation and do you think that that's going to be good for you if it's not a peaceful conversation I'm just like no it's not since so she always has to like walk me through um like it is. It happened. Um, it's in the past. Like, there's nothing that you can do to change it. Um, and she always tries to help me look as look at it as what do I want it to look like now? Um, so, of course, because I feel like it has impacted a lot of my life, I feel like I want it, I want it to be better because I feel like I look at friends especially Um, and they have great relationships with their parents. So I'm just like, and I can see the impact that it has like just on their life in general. So I'm just like, it's an ongoing thing. Um, I'm trying to do better with, uh, reaching out because before very non-existent, I'd be very dry with conversations. Um, and I think my boyfriend's helping me a lot with that as well. Um, so it's not perfect. It's not what I want it to be, but I think now I'm finally making the strides to make it better. I don't think it's going to be like, it's not going to happen overnight. Like it's, it's going to take some time because like I go back and forth with, I really want to get everything off my chest. And then I go back with, it's not going to be right if you get everything off your chest. But um, I feel like once I get to the space where I'm just like, okay, I can say this in a way that's like, it's not going to hurt you because I'm hurt. Like, I just want to get it off 
because I feel like I should. So you can understand Mm -hmm. where I'm coming from, but I'm not at that spot yet. So it's just like, I kind of have to hold off, but still make strides to have a better relationship, do what I can on my part. That's not too much or overbearing for me. And then, um, one day we'll, we'll get there. It's just, it's just going to take some time. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, I am at that place where I've expressed where I'm coming from. And I will say as someone who's at that, who has gotten to that place, because I mean, I've told my dad, like, I'm not, a, like, I don't hold any resentment towards you, but like, this is where I'm coming from. And this is like the things I experienced and blah, blah, blah. You have to make peace with, um, if you, if you ever do, you have to make sure that when and if you ever do go and talk to her, make sure that it's a place completely sincerely from wanting that person to understand and also make peace with the idea that they may not respond, like period, or or they may not respond in the way that you want them to. So um, that's something I didn't necessarily come to terms with before I you know expressed how I felt and where I was coming from so that's like one of the best pieces of advice I have for you I'm glad that I did speak because for years I I told my therapist for years it felt like I had like an orange in my throat like just from swallowing the anger and the resentment like I literally it's taken me years to have like a voice to be able to speak so I'm very proud of myself for being honest and open about my experiences and and the ways that I even like self-harmed as a way to cope with like the chaos in our family. But you do have to make sure that you're at tar- like you're at peace with yourself and like at peace with whatever the outcome is. Yeah. And that's very, there, very so. hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing too. Um, Cause you mentioned voice. Like that's one thing that like I am working hard on. Like, and that's what I realized, like the root, like when I start realizing like roots of where it came from and like where it stems from, like, I feel like that's where the anger comes from. Cause I'm just like, I have such a hard time using my, like, it is so hard and it shouldn't be. Cause I'm just like, I'm literally like, I see people do it all the time. I'm just like, it shouldn't be hard, but I'm just like, it is so hard. I will swallow every word that I ever have to say before I speak up. And that's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I, it's for me, it's like, oh man, like me and Akil will have arguments and I'll say everything in my head and like everything. But then when it'll be like, I'll zoom into my head and I'm just saying everything I want to say and explaining everything the way that like I'm experiencing the situation and my point of view on the situation and why we're not like seeing eye to eye. And then it's like a movie, like I'll zoom out and like, I cannot... <laughs> I just yep. can't, it's there. It's like all in my throat. I can't say it. Um, and yeah, it's something that it takes time. It's like almost, I feel like it's like we have to fight for our voice. to like even, yep. uh, you know, it's so hard to explain. And anytime, like I have friends, my friend Gina, she is like, she can just say, I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable with that, this and that. And I am, like, in awe. Like, I'm one, I'm like, one day I aspire to be as outspoken and unapologetic as you are. And I'm sure she still has her insecurities. But I'm, like, yeah. I feel like I'm, like, five, like five steps behind. <laughs> yeah. 
literally. I have one friend like that. Like, she will literally speak her mind no matter what. Like, you can agree or disagree. Like, if she sees something wrong, like, she's going to speak up immediately. And I'm just like, I want that. I don't know why I'm making it so difficult to have that, but, like, I want that. I'm just like, because I feel like I get in my head a lot, so I feel like it's not good for me to keep it in my head, but I'm just like, but I don't want, I don't like conflict, so I'm just like, I don't want any kind of confrontation, like, I feel like how I feel is valid, and if you try to, like, challenge that, then that's where I'm just like, "Mm, I probably shouldn't just say anything. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that's been very helpful for me in addition to going to therapy is um, I'm literally reading this book um, by Audre Lorde. And the first chapter, she talked about how our silence doesn't protect us. And she's like, she wrote about how, um, you know, she sat and thought about like, why is she like, what does silence give you? Like, like, why are we afraid? Like, what are we afraid of if we use our voice and speak our truth? And she was like, either way, whether it's death, whether it's ridicule, whether it's it's whatever, like it's not going to protect you. And I realized yeah. like that's so true because either I speak up and I am ridiculed or I do, you know, have someone who challenges me and my like and my own insecurities and stuff or I don't speak up and then I shit on myself for not speaking up. So it's me turning that anger onto myself. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's one of the things that helps me speak up a bit more. Um, but it's, it's still a journey. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to send me that because that literally that it sounds like I need it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a really good book. The first chapter or the first, um, yeah, the first chapter was, it's all about silence, the ways that we silence ourselves and why. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is, all right, this is where she's taking me. Okay. So yeah, I'll send you the book. <laughs> the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, um, I guess, what does making peace with forgiving yourself look like moving forward? Um, you know, how do you take care of yourself? And, and, and all of the things while you're forgiving yourself and showing compassion to yourself. Yeah. So I feel like, and I was just having a conversation recently. Um, and I was telling her, I was just like, I feel like I need to get back to the place where like, I don't know, like I love myself. I love where I'm at. Um, I don't even like, and even having a conversation with her, I was just like, I don't even know what I like doing anymore. So I'm just like, so that's a journey in itself. Like, cause I know she was off of work for two weeks and she would literally take any class that she saw, she would take it. Like she would do spin, she would do cycling. Like she would do like a hip hop class. Like she just did everything because she's like, she's a working mom. Mm-hmm. So like, she's just always having to cater to other people and she didn't have time for herself. So she just did different things to see what stuck. And I feel like that's the journey that I'm on. Um, I love, I love going to the gym. I love lifting weights. Um, and it's been very hard for me to be consistent. Um, but I enjoy doing it. Even if it's not like this super hard workout, like, I don't know, like it's like sweating and then like, maybe it's like an instant gratification thing, but like you can kind of see your results kind of like when you're at the gym. 
Um, but I've also tried to get into journaling, um, because I feel like I am in my head a lot. So I feel like I just want to journal, um, get my thoughts and my feelings out because I feel like that does help me because I feel like I can have more of a clear mind. Um, I'm starting to read the Bible more, um, but actually understand, not just like, know it because I heard a sermon or know it because like the church told me X, Y, Z, like I really want to know it for myself. Um, and that has been fun. Cause I feel like now I'm just like, okay, I, what's going on here. Not because like a pastor told me it, but like I can see what's going on. Um, because I really want to know God's heart. Um, so that has been something that I've been doing. Um, and even throughout the day, I try to use my voice a little bit more. Um, and it's very difficult, um, even it, whether it's at work, um, in a relationship or like, and just, uh, with my friends, like I'm just trying to whatever opportunity I see, like I just a little bit, like, it's not like I'm still like saying a million things in my head, but like, if I can just use it just a little bit, then I'll do that. Um, but I also, I try not to like replay old scenarios. Cause I feel like if I replay an old scenario, that's when like, it's not good for me. Like, and that's when I feel like I start beating myself up. So like, I really have to, try very hard to stay present and not like not even think about the future like because that could even be toxic in itself like I'm just like if I don't do xyz now like this is what my future is going to look like like I feel like I kind of have to see everything for what it is in front of me and focus on that like what can I do right now because I overwhelm very easily so it's just like, I, I just, I can't do too much. Like I know myself to where, like, if I have like a eight task to do list, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Even if I know for a fact that I just need to do the top three, I'm still overwhelmed. So it's just like, I need to know myself enough to where, like, what can you put on today? And every day is different. Like sometimes I can do eight to 10 things in one day. And then the others, I'm just like, I probably can only do one. But it's just like knowing what my capacity is and not trying to force it. So it's been it's been fun and interesting, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all really good things. I need to. Yeah, the to do list thing is something that I consistently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like a I'm I'm. I'm like a extreme optimist in that sense of like I can do everything like I'm I'm totally good. And Akil is always like, you sure like. You sure you got it? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm like breaking down like three weeks later. <laughs> nope, I don't even like, I tried to do that before. And I was just like, I mean, you can be optimistic, optimistic, but like, you know yourself, like just, just do what you can, girl. Yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, I would love to hear from you and to know what part resonated. This podcast is literally rooted in connecting with people, and that includes you as a listener. To get in touch, you can email me at kashara at kasharajohnson.com. That's K-A-S-H-A-R-A. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at kashara underscore Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. Talk soon.